Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jared Correa, the founder and CEO at Red Cave Law Firm Consulting and the co-founder of Gideon Software, a website chatbot and automatic scheduling tool built exclusively for lawyers. Hi, Jared. How are you? Hey, uh, Ari, how are you doing? That is a great podcast voice you have. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much, Jared. <laughs> so tell us about your background and the genesis of Red Cave Law Firm Consulting. Not to go too deep here, but I did debate in college. And we had a team that was really good, traveled around the country. And I was like, well, what do I do with this now? I need to like get a job. So I was like, I'll go to law school. <laughs> and then when I was in law school, I came up with this notion that practicing law seemed like it would be really boring. So I think I should do business consulting for lawyers instead. So I went to the career development office and I was like, hey, yeah, I think I'd like to do this. And predictably, they were like, you should consider getting a real job. <laughs> so what I did was I came out of law school, practiced in small firms for about five years with the intention of getting into consulting. And then right around the time that I wanted to do that, the state of Massachusetts started a free business management consulting program for law firms. And there are about 60,000 lawyers in Massachusetts. So great place to be. I got hired there as their first hire, and I just started consulting. And it was 08, 09 when I started. So there was a recession. So everybody wanted to start their own law practice. And I just got a lot of reps in. And I did that for about eight years. I had two kids in daycare, and I was like, this is pretty expensive. Now I need to get a real, real job. <laughs> and so I started my own consulting business, and I've been running that for about five years. And ironically enough, the law school that told me to get a real job later hired me to be a consultant. So that was a fun win. Did the consulting work lead to the need for Gideon software? Totally. As you said, the software company is essentially like a web chat tool for law firms. So I've been into legal tech for a long time. And I think legal is an underserved market for technology. There's general business applications that lawyers use, but not a ton of legal specific software which there's a need for because lawyers have so many special restrictions on them. Every state's got their own set of ethics rules. So it's harder to run a law firm than it is to run a coffee shop in many ways. So for lawyers, I saw that there was very little marketing focused technology. There's a ton of law practice management softwares. Every lawyer uses productivity software. There's document assembly software. There's e-discovery software. Everything's focused on the client relationship and managing cases. But what happens before that is this whole lead management area. And there's only really two viable CRM products in legal. So I saw a massive opportunity in marketing technology for lawyers. And fortunately, we built this product out for a couple of years. We just released from beta last month or so. And we've gotten a lot of uptick in usage. We had a large beta group that we worked with. And clearly, I think there's a need for more marketing-focused technology for lawyers. So through the consulting and also in talking with other technology founders, I found a real need for this, and so I've just launched the company. What the hell? I got nothing else going on, right? What was that process like, the beta process, and how did you determine the length of time that it should take? Some people thought we kept it in beta too long, <laughs> but I'm a patient man. I wanted to make sure that it was a pretty mature product before it got to market. 
But the beta process was really interesting. So as I said, I've talked to a lot of tech founders and legal, and I know about how the beta process goes from an outsider's perspective, but being inside of it is really interesting. So what you learn is a couple of things. One is you've got this product, you think it's perfect, and there's always holes in it, right? <laughs> so you quickly learn that no product is perfect and you got to keep iterating on it. What's great is that the attorneys we worked with, and we had about 60 law firms, about 600 users in our beta. People are not shy to make recommendations, which is great. But I also found secondarily that people that we worked with in the beta, they had great ideas that I never even thought of. So some of our feature set has come from recommendations from users, not just stuff that we thought of. And that's been really enlightening and helpful in a lot of ways. Beta is messy, <laughs> but it's a good messy. Then the right approach is in some ways to think of your software as almost always being in beta because you always want to look to be improving it. You always want to look to be collecting feedback and taking that feedback seriously. I have joked that my life is in perpetual beta. <laughs> so, you mentioned serving for the Massachusetts Law Office Management Association. You were the assistant director and senior law practice advisor for almost eight years. How did that experience shape your ability to anticipate the way lawyers work now? So I think it's just so many reps with lawyers. Probably worked with three, 4,000 law firms at this point. And I tell people, I've probably seen pretty much everything you're going to talk to me about in some fashion or other. But having that length of experience, I've seen lawyers go through a recession before. I've seen lawyers adopt different types of technology. I was right there when people started using the cloud. It was a great time to start consulting. And during the pandemic, a lot of people have said to me, boy, I probably should have listened to you three or four years ago. You're right about a lot of this stuff. But it gives you the ability when you're talking to that many law firms to A, see the specific needs that they have from an insider's perspective. Because as a consultant, as you know, people are willing to share stuff with you. It's surprising sometimes what they're willing to share with you. And then you can kind of spot trends. I'll often think about, okay, over the last six weeks, I've talked with X number of people and eight of them have had this particular issue. So I'm seeing that trend coming. So it's a lot like that beta conversation we had before, which is I'm taking in information and then I view it as a consultant and as a software developer, it's my job to aggregate that information, figure out what the pain points are. And then sometimes I can try to predict future behavior or future outcomes based on that. You mentioned the pandemic. How do you see it impacting the way lawyers now approach and use technology? There's been two species of lawyers I've kind of seen. There are lawyers who are slowly walking away from the car crash, deer in the headlights. They don't know what to do. And so they're not acting. And then there are these lawyers who are like, look, I'm going to use this as an opportunity. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to virtualize my practice. And those are going to be the lawyers who end up being successful coming out of this and successful during it, frankly. So in terms of technology, what I've seen is that lawyers have been comfortable for years running with analog processes. You got physical meetings with people. People are signing physical documents. Everything's based on in-person referrals where you get together and you have these meetings and you're shaking hands and kissing babies. And now the challenge is nobody wants to be around each other for right now. And how do you convert that to a digital process? So any process you've got as a law firm, if you're really thinking about how your business is going to work now and into the future, you're looking at ways to replace those processes with digital tools. And then technology comes into play. When I talk to law firms, I often say, look, if you have a desire to do something, 
to automate a process. Guaranteed, there's a technology tool out there that will do it for you. It's just a matter of finding it. A lot of law firms are adopting some of that new technology now. And in particular, there's a real need for marketing-facing technology because a lot of law firms did intake marketing follow-up via analog means. So they have these meetings, they take physical payment, they have people sign physical pieces of paper, and now you're looking for a digital process for that. And that's one place I've seen a lot of attorneys changing their processes to create digital versions of those processes. And I think that's going to continue moving forward. In the current climate, many professionals are now considering launching a consulting practice and even a legal tech startup. You've successfully done both. Can you share some advice on how to navigate that process? I talked to a bunch of attorneys and I can't tell you how many attorneys are like, you seem to have a really cool job. I'd like to do that. (laughs) There's tons of them who want to do consulting. There's tons of them who want to do software. But I think a lot of these attorneys view it as like, hey, look, I've got this nice stable law firm. I don't really know how the money comes in, but it seems to keep coming in. So that's good. And I'm just going to do this as a side project. But the problem is it doesn't really work as a side project. If you're going to get into consulting for law firms or for businesses generally, you're not really consulting if you've got two or three law firms that you talk to occasionally. It has to be a real business. Same thing for software, by the way. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I would tell them, if this is really what you want to do and you want to do it well, it's not possible to do it that way. Ultimately, you can start it up that way. But if the idea is that you're going to try to continue to do your law firm and create a software product or create a consulting business, that's not the end goal. Otherwise, you just have a hobby. Do you have a hobby or do you have a business? (laughs) Do you want to make real money or not? And I don't think you can do two things, three things at once and really do it successfully. I've been in a position where I've been able to do that to this point, but at some point I'm going to have to pick one thing, right? Because software company continues to grow, consulting company continues to grow, and then you got to hire or spin things off. The other thing I would say is there are a lot of lawyers out there who understand the technology that they use in their office in a limited way. Tons of lawyers understand how to use 10% of Microsoft 365 or 10% of a case management software. If you're going to do technology, if you're going to do consulting, you have to have a deeper understanding of all technology. You have to understand more than the lawyers you're going to be talking to. And you need to deepen your knowledge of technology generally before you try to build your own product or advise other people on how to use tech. If you don't have that grounding before you did anything, I would tell somebody to go ahead and get that grounding. And part of it is connections. So one of the reasons I'm able to source consulting clients, one of the ways I'm able to source referrals and users for the software company is that I've just built a network. And networking in those industries is a different thing than trying to get clients for a law firm. And I know nobody wants to hear this, that it takes time, right? But it really does. So spend some time not only addressing your technology shortcomings, such as they exist, but also like building out your network more broadly. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jared Correa, the founder and CEO at Red Cave Law Firm Consulting and the co-founder of Gideon Software, a website chatbot and automatic scheduling tool built exclusively for law firms. Jared, in my very best podcast voice. Thank you so very much. (laughs) Can you record my voicemail message when we're done here? (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. 
Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.